we're all getting older. That's one uncontestable thing. And as Australia's population ages, there's growing demand for places in aged care. But as you know, the sector is under immense pressure from staff shortages as well as horrifying cases of abuse in aged care facilities. There has been a big focus on aged care over several years. This week, Ian Yates began his role as Interim Inspector General of Aged Care and he joins me now. Ian, welcome. Good morning, Patricia. You have a a pretty big challenge ahead of you. Recently, the Productivity Commission found almost 38,000 serious incidents were reported to the aged care watchdog during the last financial year. That figure is incredibly high, 38,000. What are the main issues you're looking at? So the the role of the Inspector General of Aged Care when it's legislated, and as you point out, I'm the interim Inspector General, uh, will be to look at uh, what the uh, operations of the Quality and Safety Commission, for example, and the department and the rest of the system, including the pricing authority and so on, whether they are achieving what they should be achieving uh, and indeed whether the whole system is. So looking at... Um, the, whether there are systemic issues in why we have so many serious incidents is an important projected role. But the, the full operation of the Inspector General requires an act of parliament so that it's an independent statutory body. Uh, there's just finished consultation on an exposure draft of the, of the bill that will be introduced, uh, uh, ex- expected to be introduced in this term of uh, parliament, this coming sitting. Um, and uh, and uh, that you know will then in the end determine what the Inspector General can do. But the Inspector General was a recommendation of the Royal Commission. It's had support uh, from both sides, uh, and it uh, it would uh, we anticipate it will undertake reviews of what it thinks might be systemic issues uh, in the sector. It will also report regularly uh, to Parliament on the implementation of the Royal Commission recommendations. One of your responsibilities will be to identify priorities for the permanent Inspector General, as you say, (laughs) not permanent yet, your interim legislation uh, has to happen and all of that. What priorities are you already looking at? What do you think is going to have to be the focus? Uh, look, uh, I, we will be consulting on that with stakeholders and uh, particularly, obviously, with older people and organisations that represent them, but all the stakeholders. Uh, what I think, uh, rather than naming particular uh, issues at this point, because there will probably be quite a long list, is we'll be looking, I think, for where uh, we can m- make a review that would lead to recommendations that will achieve really important improvements for the people, whether they're residents in aged care or whether they're receiving aged care at home, that they have a much better experience as a general rule. You know, there are parts of our aged care system that are world-class and that people do have a good experience, but there are, as we know from the Royal Commission, too many parts that, that that's not the case. So the key issue will be actually what will produce a better outcome, (laughs) not just Mm. whether it'll be more efficient or whether it will be, you know, uh, whether there'll be more uh, exposure of of issues because that needs to happen, but what will be the better outcome for residents and people receiving care at home? Ian, we started this conversation with me sharing that horrific figure, in my view, 38,000 serious incidents reported to the aged care watchdog. The big question is, how do we reduce the number of serious incidents taking place in aged care homes? 
So the rationale before the Serious Incident Response Scheme uh, th- that was recommended by the Royal Commission and which started to be implemented in 2021 and now has been extended late last year to home care. The rationale for that is that providers must actually have a system in place, A, to identify that a serious issue is taking place, recorded, and then to analyse what they can do to stop that happening again. And that's what and they have to report that to the Commission so that the Commission can ask them those questions in its regular interactions with them. So the response scheme in itself is a, a serious effort to get the sector to, to look at how it prevents these things happening. Okay, something went wrong. What are we going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? It's not going to be good enough that we just keep on reporting the same things. This year, new rules around mandatory minimum staffing levels and registered nurse times take effect and Labor's more ambitious rules around staffing ratios come into place next year. Are aged care homes prepared? Will they be able to meet this demand? Well, I, I think that the answer to that in a general level, uh, firstly, let me say, you know, I'm. this is day three in my interim role, <laughs> Um, so I, I don't have a professional view about that right now. But reflecting on my many years of previous experience, I would say that there are providers who, who are already meeting or close to meeting those standards and there are others who aren't. Um, and one of the really important systemic questions, I think, is why we have providers who are producing very good care are achieving the, all those kind of standards. Uh, and doing so in the same financial and regulatory environment as providers who are not doing that. Uh, in other words, uh, for providers who are not ready uh, need to be judged against their peers who are ready. Sig- significant pay rises for aged care workers will come into effect from July this year. How much of a difference will that make to the workforce? Oh, look, I think all parties are agreed that increased remuneration is an important part of the mix. Uh, you can do lots of other things to attract and, and make uh, work uh, in aged care uh, an attractive proposition. But if you're not prepared to pay uh, work value, then you, you know people will go elsewhere to people who will pay it. And we have a very competitive market, so the wages are very important. Yes, uh, that's you know that's uh, um, that's a comment about the position that uh, all stakeholders have taken at the moment. Just finally, Ian, I mean, there's a lot of aged care staff who have been left, who have left during the pandemic, many who say they've experienced burnout and who who can blame them given the kind of um, workload they've been under and the conditions. Do we know how many have left and whether we've seen any broader recovery of those numbers, bringing people back? Patricia, I don't have actual figures in front of me at at this point, but we will be talking not only with providers, but with uh, the the unions and the professional bodies about how uh, how workforce uh, attracting and retaining workforce uh, can be better achieved. That's obviously a systemic issue across the whole of the of the sector, and something on which government is working as a very high priority. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're only on day three. I, I appreciate um, your time and I'd love to check in with you in, in, a, in some time in the future.
Look forward to it, Patricia. Ian Yates is the Interim Inspector General of Aged Care and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. 0418 226 576 is the text line. I'd love to hear from you on all of the stories um, that we're covering this morning and we will be talking a bit more about the Alice Springs situation that obviously we've been focused on in the last uh, period uh, with that report handed to both the Federal and the Northern Territory Government. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.